Hello, oh, welcome, yeah. to the, welcome to the George D Football Show. I'm your host, George D. This is episode 12. Um, in this episode, we're going to be joined by Loro Antonio. You guys might know him from uh, a lot of the great work he does on Facebook. He has his own podcast. Um, he's, uh, he's a really knowledgeable uh, sports fan, and uh, I've been looking forward to a collaborating with them for some time but um since it's super bowl sunday we're gonna uh we're gonna take a quick look here at the biggest game of the year so um loro is on the podcast so looking forward to it how you doing loro i'm doing good george how are you and also before we get to football i want to tell you and everybody this the dodgers signed trevor bauer and they're ready to run it back to the world series you know that's where they live man that they should just get their uh their mail sent to the World Series, bro. They, it's nothing but World Series for the Dodgers right now. It's like you got to appreciate a, a, a an organization and a franchise that does this for their fans, right? Like they're just always making moves, always staying competitive. They're not complacent. They're just – they add Machado. They uh, – you name it. They've had a – like Granky. They just keep going through these guys if it doesn't work out. Like Henry Ju, uh, all these guys. I mean, they've just, they're always loading the roster up to uh, compete for the biggest prize. And I, that's one of the best parts about being a Dodger fan for myself, you know? Like, not only, of course, winning the World Series, but appreciating what they do as far as not being like a crappy, like mediocre club. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, the next thing in their agenda, offseason. future success yeah you broke up a little bit there um i didn't quite catch that last part i was but... saying that uh walker bueller Corey seager and uh, cody bellinger are going to be a big part of the dodgers future oh yeah that's a that's a fantastic core man like that you can't find a better young core maybe one or two other franchises can compete but they're not going to be better than than that core you know going forward yeah, so sorry to bring that up. It was it, it it just had it just it was just been in my head since I got the call about Trevor Bauer joining the Dodgers. Yeah, no, uh, it's fine because the la all the things I've been hearing about the Dodgers lately was uh was what what's gonna happen with JT, you know, and then there was some talk that uh Arenado we might get him, but um that kind of seemed like a stretch, you know. I was like, dude, if the Dodgers get Arenado, bro, like they just call it a season. Like, why would other teams even show up, you know? Seeger and Bellinger and Bueller. Yeah, that's gonna be the front office has their uh, work cut out for them there. Yes, that that front office is ready for success, and this team has more work to do. But let's get to the good stuff right here. Time for some football talk. Yeah, definitely, dude. Biggest game of the year, man. Are you excited for this game, or is it just par for the course for you as a, as a sports content producer? Well, I'm very excited about this game, but – at the same time, it's going to be odd seeing Tom Brady play in the Super Bowl, but with a different team. I'm a Patriots fan throughout my life, and uh, I've always loved Tom Brady, but I was sad to see him leave the Patriots. 
But I am very happy for him that he is taking a team that has not been to the Super Bowl in two decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tampa Bay was definitely uh, missing that that stable veteran quarterback, and you can't do much better than, I mean, Tom Brady, you know. All, remember all that talk last year about him? He was done, and uh, the uh, Patriots need to move on, and Belichick just needs to find a, uh, another quarterback that he can just win another Super Bowl with. And so far, it's been proven that it was all Brady, you know, like the, the, the Pats kind of they, – they were competitive early there in the season, but they kind of – they just – they were not very good at the end of the season. They kind of that offense was stuck in the mud. You know what I mean? But the Patriots, the Patriots. Uh, I was gonna say that the Patriots this this past season were they had a losing season. It was more of a rebuilding type year. But I expect the Patriots to go all out this off season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What do you uh? You have any idea what they're what they're thinking at quarterback Cam Newton again or? No, Cam Newton I like, but he didn't work out. But I prefer uh, Mac Jones, the quarterback from Alabama. I want him so badly on the Patriots. He would be the next. He would be a good successor to Tom Brady. But nobody on that team is going to replace Tom Brady on my team. Yeah, Mac Jones is solid. Uh, there's a there's like three or four really good quarterbacks. Obviously, you're not getting Lawrence, right? Like he's gone. Obviously back. not. Trevor Lawrence is going to join Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Yeah, that's going to be a, a crazy team to watch. The Jags with all that cap room and um, all those picks they have. We'll see what they do next year. And then, of course, the Deshaun Watson thing in that in that division there with the Jaguars. So a lot of stuff in the offseason. But, yeah, like the Super Bowl, I'm definitely excited, obviously. Like football season's coming to an end. I'm kind of a football junkie. I, kind, I love football. Like everything about it, storylines. I mean, you name it, I'm just all about football. So it's kind of bittersweet for me because uh, there's no XFL or AAF or anything like that to look forward to in the spring. So, yeah, I'm kind of just – I'm happy that the Super Bowl's here, but a little bittersweet, you know. It's going to be a great Super Bowl. Brady versus Mahomes is going to be a fun matchup, but both of these guys are playing for the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, and there's all that talk about Mahomes, like – as good of a start as he's had to his career, like he could potentially challenge that GOAT status of Montana and Brady. So there's that storyline and that little narrative going into it. So obviously both these guys are going to be looking to not back down one inch. You know what I mean? You there? You there? Yeah, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I was saying that I want to see – I would have liked to see Aaron Rodgers go up against Patrick Mahomes in Tampa so that I would have wanted to see Brady go up against Baker Mayfield in the Super Bowl in L.A. Are you talking about next year? Yeah, that's why I wanted Mahomes and Rodgers this year. Well, I mean, I don't know. If Brady wins this Super Bowl – I mean, I know he says he wants to play till he's like 45, but – I mean, retirement's got to be looking nice there. You go out with the seventh Super Bowl and you prove everybody wrong that it was you. 
and you know what I mean? Unless he's just like on some, on some like bizarre, I'm just not going to quit until they carry me off the field type mentality, you know, like, because if you retire after seven Super Bowls, like that's just, that would be like, but I, but then again, you can't put anything past Brady. I mean, he's already 43 and he just led another team to the Super Bowl. So I think Tom Brady's going to play until he's 45. I think, Bruce Arians wants him to extend his contract with Tampa Bay. I also, if you look at it, I really think that the uh, the Buccaneers heading into this game, I just think that this team. Uh, George. Yeah. So sorry to break up again. Yeah, no, it's fine. Like, I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. Um, But yeah, like everything, like as far as you said about Mayfield going to uh, the Super Bowl, that's going to be, I mean, you still have Kansas City there and Buffalo. And or here's another scenario. If Kansas City wins, could we talk about a three-peat for this team? Absolutely, man. I mean, depending on as long as their roster stays somewhat intact, because what two years ago when they lost at home to uh, the Patriots, they were they were all set to go to the Super Bowl then too. You know, this could could actually be their three peat, but Brady beat them back then. So, um, yeah, it's definitely. I don't see Kansas City going anywhere short of like some kind of crazy something crazy happening with their roster. That roster is going to stay right intact there. for a long time. That's also another point I wanted to uh, mention about Tampa Bay. Depending on if their roster stays intact, I think Brady will come back and try to run it again, regardless of if they win or lose the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, I, I, he, Brady said that he plans to honor that contract and not retire after this season. I mean, I, I'm excited to see what he's going to do, but I, I really am excited. To, what I'm looking forward to seeing is in football – I'm more of an offensive-minded person than a defensive-minded person because I like the exciting plays on offense, the touchdown passes. But on defense, you get tired. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like defense more because uh, because some of the offensive players, like there's not all of them, but there's like a lot of like prima donnas and they like to show off a lot and stuff. Like I said, not all of them are like that, but – I like defense, like as me as a Rams fan, when we have Ramsey and Donald, it's like I love when our defense takes the field because I feel they can also make plays, you know. That like Rams defense sacks, can make plays. You're right about that, like sir. So Strip sacks, fumbles, uh, sacks, all that, like impact plays on defense are also like very exciting to me personally. I know all the touchdowns and the big runs and that 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 that's really – what people want to see, but the defense for me is um, I, I enjoy it equally as much as offense. I would say that. I just like more offense in my opinion, just because I feel like that to win a Super Bowl, I believe that the number one ranked offense can wear out the number one ranked defense. Yeah. That's my, yeah, I, that's my been, theory there. No, I agree. I've been uh, going through how Tampa Bay is going to stop or even attempt to slow down 
KC, and it just – it's like how can you do it? Short of double-teaming Kelsey and um, Tyreek Hill every single play, I don't know how you do it. And Andy Reid has had uh, two weeks to prepare. And if you look at his record off of a bye week, he's like invincible almost. Like this dude is like – he is so aggressive mentally, offensively. It's like – it's a joy to watch, man. It's like – I like to compare the Chiefs to like the Warriors or the NBA where they would just like hit you with a barrage of offense. And before you knew it, they had like 20 – 25, 28 points on the board, you know, and you're just like, wow, like what happened, you know? Yeah, it kind of is. It's a good comparison just because with Kansas City's offense, they can score at will, score in bunches, and Mahomes can throw the dagger to Kelsey and Hill. But also you got to watch out for guys like Sammy Watkins who can also catch the deep pass. Also, Le'Veon Bell, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, those two guys make make the Chiefs running attack Looks nasty. Yep. Daryl Williams there and uh, McCall Hardman. They, they're just loaded on offense. And then they have Enemy, who is more than qualified to be a head coach, and he's sitting there helping with the offense also. It's like, wow, dude. They're like – they are literally an offensive juggernaut. And their defense wasn't bad against Buffalo. Like, they completely – like, I don't know if they completely shut down Diggs, but they held him well below – what Buffalo needed to win, you know? Another fact I want to mention here is that Steve Spagnolo's deep-ranked defenses have Tom Brady's number. So, basically, Steve Spagnolo has beaten Brady in the Super Bowl before, you know? Yeah, he has with those Giants teams. Yeah, but I just feel like Steve Spagnolo has always been Brady's nemesis. But I really think Steve Spagnolo has really made quite an impact on the Chiefs' defense. He was, an, he was an okay head coach with the Rams and the Giants, but I just feel like he's a fantastic defensive coordinator. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, you don't stay in the NFL that long if you don't know what you're doing, you know? Like, this guy, he's definitely – and plus he gets the uh, – he has the benefit of having that offense, you know? Like, if your defense is struggling a little bit, you could play a little more conservative because – you know your offense is going to continually score points, you know, so that that helps his game planning a lot, you know. Yeah, and then also for Tampa Bay, that no-risk-it, no-biscuit offense is fun too with Brady, Rojo, Barnett, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and Gronk, my boy, who was on the Patriots back then. And then uh, imagine if they had a healthy O.J. Howard. Yeah, I know. That would just be like, like, like you know that term in basketball, there's only one ball. Like, it's kind of like, like Tampa Bay's supporting cast is also no slouch when we're talking about how good the Chiefs are. Like, Tampa Bay, that's what they were missing with, uh, because you saw Jameis Winston's numbers last year, but they were just derailed by all the turnovers, you know? So, in a way, that's what, like, uh, that's what I thought of when the when the Rams got Stafford, but that's a little off topic. It was kind of a similar thing where you just have to stabilize that quarterback spot because your roster is so good that you can win. You just need to stop all the turnovers from the quarterback, you know? And that's what Tampa Bay did with Brady. And look at the results. I mean, they've already won three playoff games. They beat Washington, New Orleans. They went up to beat the number one seed and 
now what awaits them? Freaking Mahomes, you know, it doesn't get any easier. But at least they'll be playing at home, you know? Yes, uh, that is going to be a home game for the Buccaneers. But I really think that it's kind of odd seeing a home team play in their own stadium for the Super Bowl. It's always been like two teams that were not from that home city. Yeah. So, like totally neutral, right? Yeah, in a neutral site. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get to play in their own stadium again for the Super Bowl. Yep. What can I get your thoughts on this? Uh, this point spread. The Kansas City is three and a half point favorites, and the over under is fifty six. What do you think about those? My pick to win the Super Bowl is I have Tampa Bay winning over fifty over fifty six. I mean, I'm sorry, I have trouble betting on that, but to me, oh, that's fine. To me, I pick Tampa Bay to win by three points by a field goal over Kansas City, and that if the Bucks win. My pick for Super Bowl MVP is Tom Brady. Okay. He's uh he's the second favorite player to win MVP. The first favorite is obviously Mahomes. And then you have a uh, Hill or Kelsey and then Tyreek Hill. So those are your top four uh betting favorites for MVP. It goes Mahomes. Mahomes is pretty heavy favorite to win because if Kansas City wins, I mean it's gonna be hard not to give it to Mahomes. Then you have Brady, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. So those are some things to keep an eye on. Um, the weather for the game is a 6.30 kickoff Eastern time. The weather is like uh, low 60s. Humid. It's supposed to be. It's humid in Florida, yeah, as you know. There's supposed to be rain in the morning and early afternoon, but it should clear up by game day. So the weather should not be a factor. There's going to be like a 10 mile per hour breeze coming out of the north. So I don't know. I don't know if that's strong enough to affect some kicks or some long throws, but it's 10 miles an hour, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Florida weather is 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 humid. Yeah. Yeah, it can get nasty with that humidity. Like real nasty, like just super hot, super humid. It's no fun, you know. What was that? I was just uh, talking about the Florida weather, how nasty and humid it can get down there. Yes, and then we just when got people... word that uh, Trevor Lawrence will throw to NFL teams on February 12th instead of Clemson's Pro Day, meaning that he will have surgery on his non-throwing shoulder, and he should be good to go by training camp. Okay. What what are the Jags just showing off? Like, look at this guy we're going to get. You guys want to come see him? You know, that type of deal? Because, I mean, they're taking Lawrence. I mean, that would be – unless they could get some kind of crazy package from the from the Texans. That's not going to happen, though. Right. Like, it had to be something insane for them not to take Lawrence. I'm excited for this, this Jags team coming up. I mean, you got Urban Meyer – I, I'm excited to see him work with Trevor Lawrence. That, that to me, could be the next Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. Yeah. Just because Yeah, the. I was saying Go that ahead. Russell Wilson didn't play for Pete Carroll at USC. It's going to be kind of like that, you know? Yeah. No, dude, Trevor Lawrence is, like, everything you want in a – like, if you draw up a quarterback, it's, like, Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? He's, like – 
I mean, just look at it. Just look at any kind of scouting report on the kid. He's just he's got it all. You know what I mean? He's got everything. But the thing with Joshua and a quarterback. But do you think Jacksonville is the early favorite to win the AFC South next year? I think so. When they get Lawrence, you got Urban Meyer. I would take a rain check on that because their roster, they depleted it so much to tank for this season that they have need. I was listening to a pro football focus and they were going over how many needs that roster has. And they have like, they need it. They pretty much need everything, dude. Like they, they traded away so many good players. So I would say it would be they would be a definite contender, but I wouldn't I don't know about favorites, you know, because then I also have to see if the Texans have to if they're gonna have Watson and then who the Colts end up with at quarterback. They just were talking and about then, trading uh, for Carson Wentz today. That would that would be a good fit with Frank Wright back there. Oh my gosh, yeah. Carson Wentz and will then, be back uh, to the get... Carson Wentz of old in in twenty seventeen when Frank was Eagles offensive coordinator. Yeah, and then you have the Titans there. Oh, also. I love they're, Tennessee. They're, I love they're... that team. That team is so good on both sides of the football, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You got King Henry. Brian Tannehill has really has really rejuvenated his career there. He's already their franchise quarterback. And I feel like A.J. Brown is their number one receiver. Yeah, they have uh, Corey Davis there and John New Smith. Also John New Smith's not going to go anywhere. I'm telling you that. He's a free agent. He is not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Titans. So that's why I would be like, I don't know if Jacksonville would be the favorite, but we'll see after all the rosters. It's because I say that because Ur- with Urban Meyer there, he's a well-experienced coach in college that could lead a team from worst to first. I think the Jags are going to be a team that's going to go from worst to first. That would be crazy. I wouldn't be shocked because they have the table set perfectly. They have by far the most cap room. They they get, they're going to go for it this offseason. I have a feeling that they will. Yeah. I have a gut feeling well, that, that's, that the Jags yeah. are going to go for it. I think they're going to load up defensively and also get some weapons for Trevor Lawrence, too. Like some a good veteran receiver to go with DJ Shark. Shark, I mean. I beg your pardon. I almost said Shark. Yeah. And then I talk. And then they have the. They have that Chenault, that Chenault receiver. He had a pretty Chen- breakout year. This Chenault's year. gonna be great. And then I feel like the then, Jags need is to get an offensive guard. I have them getting like in my mock draft Wyatt Davis from Ohio State, so that when you get Trevor Lawrence, then you get an interior offensive lineman to shore up that offensive line. Absolutely, you got to protect the franchise, man. Yeah, so I think the gotta- Jags need is a quarterback for sure, but I think that you get another receiver to go with Shark and Chenault. Yeah. To give – because you have – if you're going to invest on a, a quarterback, you need to give him weapons. Like you saw with Joey Burrow, he was having a great year because uh, the the Bengals kept some of their weapons. They kept A.J. Green there. They kept uh, Rashard Higgins, I want to say his name is, or T. Higgins. T. Higgins is good. And then uh, – and then Tyler Boyd also. So if you're going to get a quarterback, you need to surround him with weapons, like guys that can get open. Because if you don't give him anything to work with, he's going to struggle. And then, oh, he's a bust. You know, you're going to hear all those narratives that are so popular by people that don't understand, like, what it actually takes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Definitely, I think the Jags are – 
one of the biggest storylines of the offseason is what are they going to do? You know what I mean? Yes, I, Urban Meyer is an A-plus hire for the Jags. Yeah, I really like that hire. For and him. then for the Jets, who I hate as a Patriots fan myself, I got to give them credit for hiring Robert Sala from the 49ers. They're getting a heck of a coach there. Yeah, and it, it helps the Rams because it <laughs> – that's kind of my the Rams fan in me coming out like good they lost their defensive coordinator you know like I know we lost ours to the Chargers too but yeah I agree with you Salah going to the Jets he's like he's real uh he's like a coach you want to play for you know what I mean I think he he worked I expect him to con- commit to Sam Darnold at quarterback yeah, that's another storyline. I have no idea what they're, they're going to keep do Donald. I have no doubt in my mind they will because I don't think the Jets haven't given up on him. I expect the Jets with the second pick in the draft to draft Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle from Oregon, and then they draft Jalen Waddle with the 23rd pick to give Sam Donald a receiver. Yeah, that'd be crazy if Waddle dropped that far. He's going to drop that far, in my opinion, just because of the injury he had. I feel like Jamar Chase is going to drop to Detroit. I think Devontae Smith's going to go to Miami and join Tua Tagovailoa and then Najee Harris going to Miami too so that you have an Alabama if, reunion. If the, if the Jets could get out of the first round with Penny Sewell and Waddle, that would be as good as you can do in the first round. You know what I mean? Yes, that's. I don't think Joe Douglas – is going to trade for Deshaun Watson. I don't see the Jets with Deshaun Watson because they're going to have to give up a lot, and I don't think neither teams are going to want to give up a lot. Yeah, the the, the Texans are de- are are rightfully so demanding a king's ransom for that kid. Like, and I don't blame them one bit because I would have loved to see the Rams get him, but it would have just devastated our draft picks and they were going to want, they were talking about, they wanted Ramsey or Aaron Donald or both. I was like, Whoa, these guys are at, like, you know what? I, they, they want a lot for what, but that's not going to happen. And, rightful, and rightfully so though. You know what I mean? I, I, here's what I think. I think the Texans are going to keep Watson. I think David Culley will work it out. will work things out with Deshaun. And also I think Nick Casario is going to work things out with Deshaun Watson too. Yeah, it would be in their best interest because you do not want to lose Deshaun. You don't want to lose number four or number 99 in Houston. Yeah. Because yeah, definitely. J.J. Watt has never said he wanted a, a release from Houston. He should give it another shot in Houston. Yeah, I think the, the fan base is like they're really upset with the front office in Houston, so they have to mend some fences there, you know, because like they traded Hopkins. I know they got rid of O'Brien because of that, but – it's still the team that traded him, you know, and then like so now they 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 went in uh pissed off or made uh made Watson upset. Now he wants to leave, so I don't the fan think Watson's just... gonna leave. Yeah, just because David Culley's gonna want to work with him. Yeah, and I yeah I I mean like I said uh, it's in their best interest to keep him, but also if he really I'm excited st- about yeah, but- even though I follow the Rams too since I'm from LA because you know the Patriots are always my team, you know. But the Rams, yeah. I I really think that even though that Brandon Staley is coach is going to move on to coach the Los Angeles Chargers, I looked up he used to be a quarterback himself in college, but he is a guy that's a great defensive mind. But now that he's the head coach of the Chargers. I really think he's going to do a little bit of both. 
work with the Chargers defense and special teams, and work with Herbert too. Yeah. And kind of teach dude, him some of the things Herbert? at quarterback. Definitely, dude. Definitely. Justin Herbert? I didn't know that about yeah, I didn't know that about Staley that he used to be a, a quarterback. That's kind of interesting. I looked that up and I feel like that since he used to be a quarterback in college, he he can teach Brandon Staley, he can teach Justin Herbert some things too. That probably helps you be a better defensive coordinator because you know like what quarterbacks are thinking in certain certain read progressions on defenses. You know what I mean? He might be a little ahead of the curve there. That's that, that's an interesting nugget I learned. That's pretty cool. So that's why I think with the I think the Chargers are going to be a lot better this up than a lot better next year than last year just because although Herbert had a phenomenal rookie season, I just think Anthony Lynn was just making too many dumb mistakes late in games. And they lost they lost so many close games, not just this year. Like it's just like a running narrative with them of how they figure out ways to lose, you know, like it's crazy. That's that's just crazy to me. I mean, the Chargers. I think now with Staley on board, he could te- he could work with that defense and say, "Hey, we're in a, if we're in a close game, you got to stop the other team." Yeah, yeah. That, they. I mean, they have Bosa there. They have Derwin James. Derwin James coming back is going to be really good for this team. Yeah, they have a. They have. I mean, and then you have the franchise quarterback. That's. That's like the main ingredient. If you're going to be successful, you need to have that stable quarterback. So they have that, and they have some. They have good players on defense. So I think the Chargers I mean, course, this offseason, I'm going to allude to this, I think the Chargers are going to keep Hunter Henry. They need to keep him. I don't see him leaving L.A. Yeah. I mean, if he wants too much money, though, you know. You, well, because I know Dean Spanos is not known to pay a lot of, not to pay, not to overpay players. He's not a guy that pay, overpays. They might just have. I haven't studied the Chargers roster too much, but they. I don't know if they have somebody young on there that they might just promote to start. Like, or, if you look at it, I was told this: Dean Spanos does not go for it because he's cheap and he's come from a small yeah. market in San Diego. And with the Rams, yeah, I was told that Stan Kroenke goes for it. Yeah, obviously, man. They're trading away picks. They don't care. They're like, we're gonna go, we're gonna go win right now. Like, we're not gonna wait to see if these guys develop. Yeah, this Rams team is win. a win is in a win now mode. And although I didn't want the Rams to give up on Goff right away after they lost to the Packers, I'm like, you know what? Give him another make give it another make or break year for Jared Goff in LA. But I just didn't get why his relationship with Sean McVay fell apart, actually. It's because McVay can't trust him. Uh, Jared Goff led the NFL in turnovers the last two years. Jeez, Luis. He had 29 interceptions and 17 fumbles the last two years. And if you look at the game we lost to the Dolphins, it was because of Goff. The game we lost up in Seattle to lose the division was because of Goff. The game we lost to the Jets and the, the to the 49ers was because of Goff. He not only the turnovers, but he misses so many reads. Like Sean McVay literally has to spoon feed him the offense through the headset, read the defense for him, and then hope that Jared Goff makes the right throw. You know what I mean? And 
I think McVay just had enough. He did have enough. Like, I McVay mean, was... I don't blame him for that, but I felt like Les Snead had enough of Jared Goff, too. Yeah, so it, the, the price to pay to get rid of him was steep, and it was a lot, but they had to get out from under Goff and under that contract, and there's a lot of negative feedback online about the how the Lions just trashed the Rams in the trade and just did them all kinds of dirty. But I think it was necessary because you have Stafford. He's going to be turning 33 here. And if you look at some of these quarterbacks playing into their late 30s, and then you have exceptional guys like Breeze and Brady playing into their 40s, I think you have Stafford there for at least another four or five solid years. And with quarterbacks, the last thing that goes on them is their arm strength. You know, they have busted up knees or – or hips or their back or something. But the last thing that goes on a quarterback is their arm strength. So in, in in that respect, I think Stafford's there for at least another four or five years. Plus he'll get to live in LA. Like, you know, he's going to want to resign there if the Rams want to actually keep like, speaking of which Clayton Kershaw and Matthew Stafford get to be together to get to reunite together. Now, as you, yeah. They're old friends from back in Texas. Yeah. Both on the same youth football and baseball teams. Yeah, that was like one of the first things that popped into my mind when I heard that we traded for Stafford. I was like, oh, he's going to go hang out with Kershaw back in uh, L.A. You know, they're like old I bet Matthew friends. Stafford's going to want to go to Dodger Stadium and watch Clayton Kershaw pitch. And vice versa, right? Like, Kershaw's going to go to some Rams games and stuff. That's going to make Clayton you Kershaw want to – You haven't been to – I have never been to SoFi Stadium, but I want to see it, man. Right? How far are you from? I'm about like four. Uh, it's about a 45 minute drive without traffic, or 34 minutes. You have to take the five down to the one to the 110, and you also have to go on the 105 yeah. towards LAX. Oh, okay. so like you should. I know you want to get out there though. Yeah, because of this pandemic thing. They're here in California. They're not allowing fans in Dodger Stadium. Laker games at Staples Center. I don't know if you're a Laker fan too. Oh yeah, all LA teams, and man. All LA teams. For me, you know, George, I told you I'm a Dodger fan, a Laker fan, a King fan, and a. Uh, I also follow the Rams and Chargers since I'm from LA, even though I'm a Patriots fan. Yeah, to me, it's like uh, I'm. Ba- I was born in LA, even though I live in the Midwest now, but. I love all my L.A. teams, the, the Dodgers, the Kings, the Lakers, and the Rams. When we didn't have a, a, a NFL team in L.A., that was kind of like not good. But as soon as the Rams showed up, I was like, I'm all in with the Rams. You know, I had to cut ties with the other team I was following because I was like, I have to stay true to my to my L.A. love. Yes. You know? Yeah, so – I mean, I just, I just always loved Los Angeles. And when the Rams and Chargers started, became popular here in LA, I started wanting to watch their games. Is it? Do you still think that that narrative is true that LA is like a Raider town? No, no, absolutely not. I'm not sure about that. Now the Raiders are building their own legacy in Las Vegas. Right. It's been like over twenty, like twenty six years since they played in LA. They've been in Oakland, now Vegas, and people still want to say that. Like, speaking of the Raiders, here's LA's the thing. A lot team. of people are getting on John Gruden, being on the hot seat already. And I'm like, 
Dude, John Gruden is not on the hot seat despite the Raiders' debacle down the stretch. It's not all on Carr. You don't want to blame Derek Carr for why the Raiders lost their games. I felt like trading Khalil Mack really hurt the Raiders defensively. Yeah. Like, and if you remember, they fired their defensive coordinator during the season because that defense was so bad. Like, they couldn't – like, like Josh Jacobs, Waller, Derek Carr, um, Ruggs, I think his name is, and then Nelson Aguilar. They were they were doing good on offense. They even beat the Chiefs. Who would have so thought they would have beaten the like, Chiefs? I didn't think they would. I felt like the Chiefs, if that if they didn't lose to the Raiders back in week five, that could have been six that could have been a 16-0 team right there. And a team that would have been been like the 1972 Dolphins. Going for that perfect. Yes, season. that's what I was thinking there. That yep. was a loss yep. and that the, you I mean, should have not had against the Raiders in Arrowhead. I was embarrassed. They also lost another game because they went 14. They lost to the Chargers in, in their final game of the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there I could go. care less on that. I didn't want to make any excuses on that. It was because the Chiefs were resting Mahomes and the rest of their uh, key starters offensively. So I was like, let the Chargers have and that then, game. Let the Chargers win that game uh, on purpose. Right. And then they, they almost lost to the Falcons at, in Arrowhead late in the year there. Like, everybody was uh, – the Chiefs were, like, almost 20-point favorites. But you didn't and want to the – they underestimated I, Matt Ryan. Right? They, they underestimated that whole team because Kansas City, they didn't even score 20 points. So, they're, so Atlanta's defense played really well also. And they had Raheem Morris there uh, – coaching the Falcons and you know that's the guy the Rams signed for he's gonna uh, have a good time working with that Rams defense I'll tell you that I really hope so because I did not want them to lose Staley man I was like I was like there was talks that Staley was interviewing for head coach I was like man we need to keep him dude but he's still in LA at least that's what I take yeah but he's with the Chargers bro like at least he's still in an LA market and at least he doesn't have to move and if the Chargers are good and competing for the division or, or at least for the playoffs, it's going to make sure the Rams don't rest on their laurels. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. Like, you can't have the you can't have the Chargers showing you up in your own city. You know what I mean? The Chargers are kind of like – there's this narrative that they're outsiders. They're from San Diego. Nobody wants them there. All I welcome the Chargers that. in L.A. I think the Chargers are a fun team. I agree with you on that. I think it's good. But as a but LA. the the only LA team I hate is the Clippers. Bro, speak on it, bro. Oh my goodness, with these clip, I cannot, man. I'm not even gonna get into it because I will really get upset. I hate the Clippers. I'm a Laker fan all out, all day, every day. But the Clippers, man, this team is thinking like, Her- oh, we got Kawhi Leonard. Oh. We got Paul George. Oh, we got Lou Williams. Oh, this team is going to go all the way. And I'm like, you know what? They're not. They always choke in the second round. Virtual fist bump right now, dude, because I cannot. Everything that you just said about them, I I cannot stand. every Because I follow them so closely because they're like, once Steve Ballmer bought the team, he came in and he's like, "We're gonna, we're gonna dethrone the Lakers. This is gonna be a Clipper town. We're gonna sign big stars. We're gonna put up billboards everywhere. We're gonna challenge the Lakers." 
and the Lakers are all show. And I'm like, dude, the Lakers earned the right to be LA's number one up there with the Dodgers. It's like toe to toe. They earned that through decades of winning championships and even losing championships. Like the Lakers earned that right to be the hometown favorite, you know, and you think you're just going to come in here and throw money at Kawhi and Paul George and talk, talk, talk crap about the Lakers. I, that pissed me off so You know bad. what annoys me is I was Clifford like, Durrell always guaranteeing a championship. I mean, what, what more can you do? I love how Snoop Dogg goes after him because Snoop Dogg is one of the best, like, Lakers ice cube also. And they're always talking crap about Clipper Darrow. That's how I learned about Clipper Darrow. He is a like Snoop he's a Dogg, funny guy. I've, Snoop Dogg I've was... met Clipper Darrow, and I said to Clipper Darrow, I was playing NBA 2K21, and I was playing Lakers Clippers yeah. at the Clipper court, and I sent him the final score. I'm like, you see that score when the Lakers beat the Clippers by 40? That shows you that, the, that this is a Laker town, and this shows that the Lakers are the better team, and Clipper Darrow's like, whatever. Any way you can to rub it I'm in his face, bro. I am so that, down. Rub it in his face. I am so down with that. Any clip, you know what I do? There, I I have a friend, an old friend from LA that was a Clipper fan when they were really not good. Like they were playing in the sports arena, that old dump, and they are. There are some Clipper fans that are like legit, long suffering, like real, actual fans that I kind of like. Hopefully one day they might get to celebrate, but like the way they went about it, about trying to trash the Lakers and stuff, I it just pissed me off. Something dude. you know yeah, what I but mean? my favorite Laker since Kobe uh retired and obviously he passed away last year in that horrific helicopter crash. My favorite Laker is Kyle Kuzma and of course my guy who I always liked since his days in New Orleans with the Pelicans, Anthony Davis. Oh yeah, I thought I thought you were gonna go with Alex Caruso. I said there. Anthony Davis. But yeah, I've always been a big Anthony Davis fan, and when he came to the Lakers last year, I was like, "Let's go, baby!" Oh, dude, it was on. And if you remember the season before, LeBron was trying to get Davis when they had a uh, Ball and Josh Hart and Ingram in them. So the Lakers, if they would have got Davis that first year with LeBron, I think they. I mean, obviously, we don't know. But I think they would have won the title that first year because they clicked like right away. Like it did not take them a year to figure it out. It was like they were off and running, you know, because LeBron is so easy to play with. He's like, he is so good. But um, obviously LeBron and AD are like, they're the reason the Lakers. But my favorite Lakers are like all the other guys. You know what I Ooh, mean? Kobe. Or- like Caruso. You like Caruso? Oh, yeah. I'm talking about, like, all-time, obviously, Kobe and Magic, dude. And Kareem, James Worthy, and those guys. But on the current team, I like all the the role players, you know, because when they play good, on top of what AD and LeBron are, like, the Lakers are unbeatable. I also also love Dennis Schroeder, man. Oh, my God. Dennis Schroeder can pass. He can shoot the ball. He's a guy that can uh, get rebounds, get triple doubles. He's a guy that I felt like that was a better shooter than Rondo. Yeah, no, I love that pickup. I, I, they need to re-sign him as soon as they got to extend. Shooter. I think they said Shooter's it's like a third star on the Lakers. I got to tell you that. 
Yeah, they said like February something is when they can extend him and make him a little bit more money. Because if he extends right now, he he would be leaving some money on the table. So if he waits like a month or something, then he becomes because one of the one of the rules with the salary cap. So if he waits like a month, the Lakers will be able to give him a little more money. But both sides are definitely interested in in keeping them right where the he's Lakers at, you know? to me are the number one team in the West and in the Eastern Conference. Easily. If this this team right, I'm telling you, is good on paper, especially offensively. The the Brooklyn Nets with uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. You know. Yeah, and defensively, they're equally as bad as they are. It's because D'Antoni doesn't know defense. Right, and like it's not just talking crap, like. They actually they have there's a defensive rating stat in the NBA, and they're on pace to be one of the like the worst defensive team in NBA history. Well, so I was like, okay, you can score, but who are you going to stop? <laughs> so if you play a team that's going to lock you up or take away one or two of your guys, and you can't stop them from scoring, like you're going to be in for a dog fight. You know, even teams that are not that good could probably push you to six or seven games because you just can't stop them. Yes, and also I'm going to point out here that that also if the Nets are – the Nets could be a two or one team in the East, but Boston could be a team that no one can sleep on because of the roster that they have. They can play defense. Jason Tatum can play defense. Kimball Walker is a clutch shooter. Although I hate the Celtics as a Laker fan myself, I got to tell you, thank God the Lakers beat the Celtics by one point in Boston. Yeah, they have uh, Jalen Brown there also. They, they, yeah, the Celtics, I agree with you. They have a really, really good roster. To me, and their coach, Brad Stevens, I could see really good the coach. Celtics and Lakers being the number one seed in both conferences and that both teams meet again in the NBA Finals. Well, that would be I'd want to see another Lakers-Celtics Finals match. I hope it's this year so that we can all say, Boston sucks, all oh, this. And the Lakers would – Lakers would take the lead on them in the in the championship. That's camp. why they should meet up again in the finals. But you know who's uh who's low key really good in the East is the Sixers. Oh my dude. gosh, Ben Simmons can shoot, man. Oh my lordy, Ben Simmons, um, Tobias Harris, uh, and then they added uh Doc Rivers, who got who kind of turned into the scapegoat there and with the Clippers. But he's definitely a really good coach. He's got them playing really good in Philly. Yeah, the Sixers. So that's are a team a fun to keep. Team with, they're a much better team with Doc Rivers. They're a better team without Brett Brown. And uh, Embiid, I think Doc Rivers got in his ear, and he's like, "Hey, quit screwing around, dude. Go out there and actually dominate." You Embiid's know, like, a stretch guy. You... He can shoot the three pointer, and he's a guy that can protect the rim. Yeah, he's uh he's up there in the MVP talks right now. And then last night for the Lakers, we saw a a, a wild comeback by the Lakers against a team that you can't sleep on in the West in the Denver Nuggets. Hey, dude, it was like they hit the switch because they looked so bad before, like in the first two quarters, they just they didn't even score fifty points. They just looked slow, and I was like, oh, they're having one of these performances again where they just show up and. You know, let a game get away. And then in the second half, it was like, wow. You know what I mean? They just blitzed the freaking Nuggets, dude. 
Yes. I mean, Denver, you can't sleep on the West. Utah has really gotten it, gotten it on this year. They're, I think by the, I think even if Utah starts slow, they're a team that I think is going to be up there in the top five or four in the West. Yeah. I think they're the number one seed right to now. Be honest, to be honest, I think that's, uh, to be honest, I think the Lakers will be the number one team in the West. I mean, yeah, eventually, yeah, the Lakers should open. And then also tonight, this is a busy day for me in L.A. sports. You got the Kings tonight taking on the Vegas Golden Knights, but the Kings are pretty much a year or two away from being cup contenders. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hope they win. Anytime they take the ice, I want the Kings to win, even though, you know, some years they're contenders, other years not so much, but – but both they're, uh, they're like a real is there a rivalry with the with the ducks out yes, there? Yes, don't you like Jonathan Quick, Kopi, Brown? I mean honestly, dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna pretend that I'm really big into hockey. I just like the Kings are my team. You know what I mean? Like if they if they're playing, I want them to win, but I don't know their roster like I'm so into football and the NBA with uh, stuff I do with DraftKings. And, and baseball with the Dodgers. Other, like, so yep. my question so for King, you is, uh, here's a baseball question. Do you think all right. the San Diego Padres will challenge the Dodgers in the National League West? I could see that, but the Dodgers are still going to win the division, hands down. Honestly, I'll respect them because they are—they're obviously putting a major effort into into taking on the Blue Crew. But I will say no because until somebody beats the Dodgers, I gotta ride with my boys. Like they've shown, they're going on almost a full decade of winning the division. So until the Padres can actually do it, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say them, and and I'm not gonna overlook them or say that they're. That they're they they suck or they're trash or they can't compete with us. I'll say, okay, you're building your team up. Good, bring it on. Let's fit, let let let's settle this. And you're up against it because you know the Dodgers don't play games when it comes to freaking winning the division and competing for the, the ultimate the, prize. You know, the organization's put this Dodger team is put in the best position to compete going forward. Yeah. I, I, I'm just so impressed with the front office and how they run the team. Look, like, look last year. We got it's Mookie almost, Betts. And how did that turn out? Wow, that was – bro, that was – I couldn't believe they got Betts. I was like, how do we get these guys, dude? Like, somebody needs to sit me down and explain to me. And then you already have Seager. You already have uh, Bellinger. And then you got you, – One of my favorite Dodgers is Mr. Do-It-All, Mr. freaking – grind it out ct chris taylor i love that dude he's just like he reminds me of a throwback he just does what needs to be done and he just ultra competitive i love that chris taylor's a guy look at it he's not a guy that hits righties well he hits lefties the best he's a guy that can play left field against left-handed pitchers but with jock peterson gone i think matt Beatty's a guy that is going to be clutch Yep, and then you have Muncy there and Will Smith. I mean, this team is just low. And then you bro. got Edwin Rios, who I think is going to have a breakout season this year. Yep, I think he's a guy that's going to swing. He's a guy that can swing for the fences. Then you get then you get to the rotation. Um, what's the word on Price? He's going to play. Uh, he's going to play this year. I'm excited to see him out here, there this year. 
I mean, Price, Bauer, freaking Bueller, Kershaw. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing with Urias. With I think Julio, Urias he's gonna... should stay in the Dodger bullpen because look, if it weren't for him, the Dodgers would have lost Game Six of the World Series just because he stayed in Dude. for three innings and got the save. So clutch, bro. So clutch, bro. In the big stage, I was like, "Bravo to this kid, man." He should stay in. Amazing. He should stay in the. Uh, he should stay in the bullpen just because. With if you don't trust Kenley Jansen in the ninth, you should bring in Julio Urias to close out the game. All right, I want to get your quick thoughts on Jansen because I'm kind of, I'm done with him honestly. Like. I love that he competes and he does everything he can, but if you're the Dodgers, you can't put him up in high leverage spots because he kind of, oh my goodness, bro. I've seen him blow a lot of games. Kenley Jansen is past his prime. I feel like that you start the season, this season with him as your closer and see how he does. And if he fails again in high leverage spots, then you're going to have to do whoever has the hot hand. You go with Trinan. You want to go with Gratterall. You want to go with Urias to close out the game. It's going to be Roberts' choice. Yep. Yeah, because when I see the Dodgers and, you know, if they're winning comfortably, okay, put them in. It's not a safe spot. Fine. Throw Jansen in there. Hopefully he can get three outs before he, you know, gives up four runs or something. But if it's a tight game and we're like, we need to get those last three outs. I do not want to see Jansen out. I don't know. Like, at first, I was all about Jansen. I was like, oh, screw you guys. Give this guy. He's going to do it. He's going to get it done for us. But slowly, it just eroded away at me. I was like, I was like, oh, my God, he just blew another one. And, oh, my God, he just blew another. I was like, why is this guy even out there at this point? You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I – It just ate away at me. going to be the Dodger closer. Do you want to see Urias be the closer or Bruce Dar Gratterall? I, I would – that's Gr- a throw, I would go with Gratterall. Gratterall throws gas. Because, yeah, because Urias can fill in as a spot starter because, you know, somebody's always going to get hurt. Um, He could give you some long relief there in the middle. I was saying – that was my point and there. And then uh, – I think Urias should – I think Urias should, should go to the bullpen and, and give the bullpen length and also – be a spot starter when needed with Bauer now on board. So that because I want to see I want to see more of Dustin May in the rotation. Yeah, I mean it's like an embarrassment of riches with these guys. Like at look point. at Dustin like, May. I think Dustin May is going to break out this year. Yeah, dude, it, it's like so many. I mean, they're like I said earlier, they're just. Loaded, what do you think bro, of Dustin like, May? Do you think he's gonna? Do you think he's gonna have a great season? Uh, what do you define as a great like, season? Do you, like think 10 can, wins, do you think he can win wins? 10 wins for the Dodgers and be a Cy Young-type pitcher? If he gets the starts, absolutely, bro, because with that lineup, you know the lineup's going to score runs. If he gets enough starts, he'll definitely get 10, but it you got to find him the starts because of how we were saying how how many options they have. At, and so, do you think Walker Bueller would I, I be think the – uh, do you think Walker Bueller is a favorite for a, the Cy Young Award? Yes, absolutely. Of course. I'm going to ride with my guys, dudes. Walker Bueller, even though there's a lot of really good pitchers, then you got I got to ride with my guys. Clayton and had a great postseason, even though he's 
I'm so happy he got that title, bro. Like that narrative was so annoying. I was like, do you even know he has how much this guy gives to the right? I was like, you are so casual to sit here and rip this guy. Everybody and, like, and just have look, this. Everybody burned his jerseys after we lost to the Nationals in Game Five of the NLDS because he blew the game. And I'm like, you know what? He choked, but I feel like that he's going to change that narrative eventually and yeah. be a world. Dude, I'm I, I'm almost literally to the point where I want to fight people over Kershaw, dude. Because he, I, I just like him so much for what he's done for the Dodgers since he came on. What it was like, oh eight or something. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw. I'm like, a, dude, how dare you? Clayton Kershaw. How dare is you? Everything you ask for in a starter is he at the number one starter right now for the Dodgers? I'm gonna say no because his velocity dipped down. But I feel like him being a number two starter for the Dodgers really benefits. Yep. And and he also recognized it also. He didn't throw a hissy fit in, and when the Dodgers had to redo his deal, like what was it like last year or the year before, they were like, uh, you're probably gonna be number two. We got Bueller here, and he wasn't like, Oh, I'm gonna go somewhere and look for more money. He was like, No, I'm staying with the Dodgers and we're gonna get it done, you know. He showed loyalty to the team, you know. So yeah, I definitely I don't want to say love Kershaw, but I really, really. I, like I, I to me, I've he's always been he's my lifelong favorite Dodger since he came up. Clayton Kershaw yeah. is someone I. Yeah, he's Clayton Kershaw is. I'm gonna is he the ace of the Dodgers? I still think he is, but he's not a guy that's gonna. He doesn't throw a 98 or a 95 miles per hour. He's a guy that can give you six or seven innings and won't go past eight or nine innings. Um, Major League Baseball did a power ranking of starting pitchers, and um, Bueller came in at number. This is for the whole Major League Baseball. Bueller came in at number ten, and Kershaw came in at number seven. So, a lot of people still see Kershaw as the number one guy. I don't, even though what you about what you said about he lost a little velocity. There. I don't see him as the number one starter for the Dodgers. I want the Dodgers to name Walker Bueller their opening day starter. That would be a dream come true. Yeah, yeah I, I really like Bueller. Yeah, because I think, to me, Walker Bueller is the number one ace on the Dodgers staff now. Uh, number one starter, I mean. Yeah, and he has that mentality for it, too. He had a good game like six in the, like he... in the NLCS. He had he overcame blister injuries. But, you know, I if and here is if what dot people would ask me. If it's game seven of the NLCS or the World Series, who would you give the ball to for the Dodgers? And, I, and it's an easy one. It's Walker Bueller. I mean, you give the ball to game him seven, in game seven of the World Series. You have to give the ball okay, to so him. Okay, so like, all right, listen. If it's game seven, everybody's available, right? Like, you're not going to. So I would start with Kershaw and. If he even if he loads the bases or if he struggles the first inning, take him out and put in Bueller, right? Because it's game seven, like everybody's gonna be in the bullpen available. Yeah, but I just want to start Bueller right. in game seven and see where it goes. And if he, if the Dodgers have a comfortable ten nothing lead in the World Series, then you leave him in there until the ninth inning. Right. He might just he has the kind of stuff where he could just throw a shutout in the freaking in a game seven type scenario. But also, know? I think. The Dodgers are still the best team in the National League. There's no question about that. But talk about the Braves. The Braves are the second best team in that 
in that uh, what you might call this in that in the National League. And then the Cardinals, look what they did when they got Nolan Arenado. Man, I'm telling you, they got super strong there. But do you think that uh, do you think the best team in the National League is the Dodgers, and do you think the best team in the American League is the Yankees? I would say yes and yes, because obviously the Dodgers, yeah, the Yankees, yeah, because they just picked up, what's his name? They got got? Jamison Tyon, and then they also also extended DJ LeMahieu, who loves New York. Yeah, so they're loaded. Like, the Yankees are always loaded. So where do you – so Where I would, would say, you place go ahead. the Colorado Rockies in the NL West? Now that they're without Arenado, and then Trevor Story is still there. But I feel like the who's going to be in last place in the NL West, it's probably going to be a coin flip between the Giants or the Rockies or the Diamondbacks. I think the Giants will be somewhat competitive. I think it's Dodgers, Padres. Then you're going to go with the Giants. And then, like you said, it's going to be a because tr- Colorado's obviously not trying to win, bro. You don't, you're not going to trade Arenado if you're trying to win, right? Like that doesn't make any sense. So they're tanking, and then the Diamondbacks. Yeah, they have forever. Martin, just, those are their best players. The Tori yeah, Lavello makes. But them when you're competing so with the Tori Lavello, doesn't tank. Yeah, I think I would go Dodgers, uh, San Diego Padres. New York Giants, Arizona Diamondbacks. um, Yeah, my bad. What did I say? You've met New York, the football Giants. (laughs) My bad. Yeah, the the San Francisco Giants. Then we're going to go Arizona and um, Colorado. Yeah, but Bud Black's on the hot seat now when it comes to the managers. Yeah, I'll get more into baseball, like, once football's over because, like I said earlier, I'm so – up to my eyeballs with football stuff and basketball stuff. So once once football's over, I can kind of like focus more in on the Dodgers and stuff. They're gonna repeat. And I'm telling you that. The, I'm know, guaranteeing this to you right now and to everybody out there. The Dodgers will repeat as world champs. Man, I sure hope so, bro. That's a because they've been they've been getting dragged through it. Like, oh yeah, you you do all this stuff. You make the playoffs, but you can never seal the deal. You know, like it you took, never get it. It kind of took done. them five years under Dave Roberts to do that. But everybody, you know what I didn't like? I did not like when people were like on social media, fire Roberts. And I'm like, dude, come on. He was the manager of the year in 2016. He has made questionable decisions, but I've always stuck. I've always stayed true to Dave Roberts. And I'm like, he is the one that's going to bring us a championship. I agree with you 100%. It's like people always think the grass is greener, like, right? Dave like Roberts you're going to give up an upgrade of a manager for the Dodgers over Don Mattingly. And Don Mattingly is a solid manager, he is, bro. But you know Don what I mean? Don Mattingly is more his style is old school. That didn't kind of fit the young Dodgers, if you know what I mean. Right. No, the Dodgers are on the cutting edge with all the analytics and all the matchups and all the data they use. So I agree with you there. Mattingly's kind of a throwback, you know. Because he came from the Joe Torre tree. And then with yeah. Roberts, yeah. he's a he's and he's a manager that everybody wants to play for. 
Yeah, I, I really like Roberts, dude. Yeah, when Pete, when I was hearing that about Roberts, see, I have to avoid online arguments because I get so upset, bro. Like when they were saying that about Roberts, it was really it's ridiculous. Like, I was like, it's, dude, right? I I never I never Absolutely. hated anything about Roberts, but I can disagree with the decisions that he's made. Like sometimes I'm like, look, he pulled that pitcher out way too soon. Should have left him in longer. Yeah. And and even if his decisions are wrong. He's trying to win the Absolutely. game. You know what I mean? Like he is after, trying. After the fact, you can be like, you can be like, oh, that was stupid. But during the game, he's not doing it to hurt the Dodgers. You know, it might not work out, but he's trying to win the game, and he's listening to what the data is telling him. He's doing everything so he can he to makes win the move, game. You're absolutely right about that. But yeah. really, when it comes to Dodger relievers, are you excited more about like getting Blake Trinan back, getting Corey Canable back? There's going to be guys that I think the Dodgers are going to miss, like Caleb Ferguson. When he's healthy, he's a guy that is really, really good out of the bullpen for our lefties. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I really like training. Training. I might be pushing. Don't you miss? You know, but, I'll, uh, I'll miss Pedro Baez, but it's it's a good thing we don't need him. Yeah, he's another one, kind of like uh, what Jansen, where he struggled really badly at one point there. And people were saying, why is he even on the team anymore? And then he he, he kind of righted the ship a little bit. But, yeah, like, see, once, like, I'm I'm a Dodger fan, right? So when we lose players, I don't kind of dwell on it because of how we were talking about earlier, how they're always just retooling and just bringing in more guys. And you know what I mean? So when we lose a guy, I'm not like, oh, oh, darn, you know, like, I'm just like, who are we bringing into? I'll miss Jock and Kike you know I mean? more. Oh, yeah, Kike. I can't, I can't believe it either. I'm going to miss him. But you know what? He's playing for Alex Coro. He used to be a Dodger. I think he and – Bro, Kike hit some 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 home runs in the postseason that just had me jumping out of my seat. He has bro. really improved on his swing the last few years. That's what I've seen out of him. His improved – Where did – uh? Where did a jock end up going? Oh, okay. I think. Okay. I yeah, think that's with him in Chicago. I think that he has a chance to be like, oh, I was platooned in LA. He has a chance to be more of an everyday player in Chicago. Yeah, get featured and stuff. I, there. I, yeah. I, I felt like that. I don't know why we only started him against righties, just because he struggled big time against lefties. But Jock Peterson really was a big part of the Dodgers when it comes to him hitting home runs, leadoff home runs. But you know what? I think – Yeah, they almost – I just think the Dodgers are better off without him now. They they, they almost traded him last offseason, right? Close that to trade, the Angels. The Angels would have loved to have that him. Trade, yeah. Talk about Here's what I could like, see bro. on the Dodgers. About those Angels? I could see Austin Barnes being converted from a backup catcher to a backup second baseman so that he can back up – Gavin Lux, and that you bring up Cabert Ruiz to get a look at him. I, I'm I'm excited about Cabert Ruiz. Yeah, you think Barnes? Oh yeah, he has base? experience playing second base in the past. Well, I'm the more things you can do for the he Dodgers, has played the better, infield before. You know He's played I mean? infield in uh, in high school and in college too. So Austin oh, Barnes okay. could definitely be a guy that could be a backup second baseman too and actually play start at second base when Gavin Lux 
needs a day off or he's starting at shortstop for Corey Seager. But I picture the Dodgers still extending Seager, Bellinger, and Bueller next offseason. You know, Corey Seager is going to be a free agent after this offseason. I kind of saw an article where it says he signs with the Giants after this season. And I'm like, heck no, man. Corey Seager is a Dodger for life. Yeah, that would be. That's not going to happen. Yeah, definitely. That's a big time no. You don't let one of your franchise guys go. Corey Seager has won the NLCS MVP and World Series MVP. I really think that that the Dodgers. And he's a rookie of the year, right? He won rookie of the year right before Bellinger. he, he won rookie of the year right before Cody Bellinger did. So, Corey Seager, I think to me. I think Corey Seager is going to get an extension with the Dodgers. I don't see him going anywhere. Yeah, I, I sure hope you're I don't right, see man. Corey Seager I going anywhere, and I don't see Cody Bellinger going anywhere, too. And if they do leave, don't go to yes. the Giants. Like, I understand if you make a, a business deal for to better yourself and your family's position. But, not, not but don't go Giants, to the Giants, man. bro. I wouldn't want to see that, but. Or the Padres, but the Padres are kind of set there with the Machado, Padres right? The Padres are set with Machado and uh, Tatis Jr. Tatis. And also Hosmer, too. They and got, Snell and Darvish. Yeah, they got that dude. They have a solid Think about club with a healthy right, Clevenger, what that rotation would look like, man. Yeah, they have and a solid club. Talk right, about man. the American League West. Like, the Astros, are they going to win the American League West? I could say, realistically, yes. Yeah, probably. Cause uh I mean the A's are there. The Angels and then, um they're gonna regret passing up on Trevor Bauer. Dude, the Angels are forever mediocre, bro. They are not gonna they have do Quintana anything, bro. and Bobby I can't be- those are I cannot believe they they have wasted so much of um that tor- uh Mike Trout's career. You know what bro. they that's, did? That's honestly they just sad. loaded up with hitters and actually this offseason the Angels Got some pitching. They got Iglesias to be their closer. They got Cantana to be one of their starters. And they still have Dylan Bundy. And I think the Angels will still be fine pitching-wise. Yeah. Well, I can't I can't bear that team. I can't even follow their roster moves because they just they're upsetting to me. Like I don't, I don't you like, like Otani at all. I'm a Dodger. No. He's a he's an Otani's angel, bro. the one of the and on top Shohei of that, Otani. he passed up the Dodgers, bro. He passed Look, up on Shohei the Dodgers Otani's to sign with the Angels. one of the premier bats in the, in the American League, a guy that's a two-way player that can hit and pitch. I understand this. He was all And hype. I would definitely root for him. I would definitely root for him if he was on any other team, maybe except the Giants or the Padres. But he's with the Angels, and it's that SoCal battle, bro. Like, there you right. Who holds an old can't. man? Like. He's gonna retire. That how about that contract? They do that contract is still biting them. Yeah, and then they just got Dexter Fowler from the Cubs. Yeah, I don't follow the Angels at all. Like I said, I it, they're just upsetting to me, bro. Like I just I can't do it. Like because I have a, a real a, like an ongoing rivalry with this guy that's like a big time Angels fan, and he just likes to. Cr- take major craps on anything the Dodgers do and forever his thing was you guys are so overrated you can't never get it done uh you haven't won since 88 like all those bs narratives you hear 
and I finally was able to just shut his face when we won that against title. Tampa Bay, right? And I'm like, now, and I'm like, now what have you done since freaking almost 20 years since you won anything? You and know look, what I mean? Remember you haven't even made the, the playoffs since when the Rays pulled Snell yeah. in the sixth inning, and then the Dodgers won. Oh my god, that was <laughs> that was unbelievable. That- that was like such a puzzling move. That was that was to me a bad move for Kevin Cash. But yep. do you think that do you think That's the great. Mets are going to regret not getting Trevor Bauer, or the Mets you think are going to be fine when they get Syndergaard back, they get Stroman, then they get uh, what's his face uh, Carrasco? Well, I mean, you're obviously always going to regret not picking up a guy that good, but. Like, you would probably be a better um, source about the Mets than me because I haven't really been keeping they up. They have a billionaire you know owner. I, mean? I know that – I know the freaking the, – the Braves are in that division and the Phillies and stuff. So, I know the Braves are going to be looking to compete for the title. So, yes, I'll get more into baseball stuff, like, once the football's over, but – Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me on, man. And uh, we'll we'll definitely do this again sometime. All right, man. Hey, you take it easy, all right, bro?